Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute Bible study each day, getting us into God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. But it also keeps us in focus on our relationship with God, and that's important for us. You know people in your life who need to start thinking about their soul's salvation, about their relationship with God. They need to grow in their faith. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every single day. With your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means, you can help them turn their life around. You may help them get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So start sharing today and every day these short studies with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study. We're talking about the best-selling book next week. And people might say, now if you did not hear the introductory portion of this study last time, you might be scratching your head and wondering, what in the world is this about? I, 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 I thought I was tuning into a Bible study. You are. Right now, we're studying about the Bible, but we're going to be getting into Scripture as well. When I'm talking about the best-selling book next week, I'm talking about the Bible. The Bible is the best-selling book every week, every single week. We hear about new books coming out in the New York Times bestseller list. We hear about some who hit number one, and maybe some of those stay number one on the best-selling list for, oh, a number of weeks, maybe even a couple of months or so. But they leave out the Bible from that list. That particular list does not include the Bible. The Bible is always the number one best-selling list. We noted that... U.S. Bible sales may reach 850,000 a week, a week, and that's not counting those that are given away. No other book maintains such consistency in high sales as the Bible does. In fact, the number of Bibles sold each year in America is so great that it is said that an exact count is impossible. Distributors estimate that Bibles represent about $200 million a year in sales, equal to roughly 30 million books, and those figures do not include Bibles that are given away for free. Well, according to the Gideon International website, they alone, just that one organization, distributes 1 million Bibles each week worldwide. So the Bible is not just a book for the United States of America, and we're talking about staggering figures of sales and and distribution. Bibles distributed by Bible societies one year totaled 20,751,515 Bibles. Now, when you included New Testaments and other portions of Scripture, Bible societies distributed 585,023,783 pieces of scripture that same year. And again, that does not count Bibles sold internationally or those given away for free by individual churches and missionaries.
Now, why is the Bible next week's bestseller and the bestseller the week after that and the week after that and the week after that and every week down the road? Well, because it is a book for everybody. Again, it's not It's not localized to the United States of America or to one portion of the United States. The Bible has been translated into 2,303 languages and dialects at least, and it continues to be translated into more languages and dialects as the years go on. Now, that's more than any other book. The Bible is for everybody everywhere. Jesus told the apostles to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Mark 16 verses 15 and 16. The Bible's message of salvation is not just for Jews, not just for Gentiles, not just for Americans or Africans or Australians or Asians. The Bible, the message of salvation is for everybody, everywhere. It's for the inhabitants of the whole earth. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 2, the Apostle John wrote this. And he himself is the, speaking of Christ, is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. When Jesus taught the Great Commission, and Matthew recorded it in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19. He said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. That's everybody, everywhere, in every country, in every language. Yes, the Bible is a book for everybody. It is a book that everybody needs as well because of its vital message of Christianity, of hope, of salvation, of redemption, of forgiveness, of eternal life. The Bible is also a book for every generation. Now, there are people out there who claim to be preachers and teachers of the Bible who keep trying to change it to fit the generation of the day, the culture of the day, the thinking of the day. They want to to try to bring it up to be more relevant in their eyes to whatever the thinking of the day might be. Yeah. That is, and I don't mean this in a demeaning way, but truthfully, that is a foolhardy's proposition. The Bible is just as relevant, just as pertinent today as the day in which the first scripture was written by the first inspired writer guided by God to write that scripture. It's God's word It's relevant for every generation. Parts of the Bible have been found around for a hundred generations. Think about that. The complete word has been in human hands for over 2,000 years. Yet each new generation rediscovers its marvelous message of salvation. The dove Noah released from the ark soared across the wide seas that engulfed the world It found no roost and sought again the refuge of the great vessel. So man has departed from the Bible's truths using wings of independence, it has been said, to seek distant horizons. But like that weary dove who had to return to the ark for safety and security and firm footing, 
people have finally found them ways back to the, their ways back to the Bible over and over and over again. I remember a young story of a young man, true story, and I believe he was raised his background in the church in, in the Lord's Church, the Church of Christ, and he took a wayward path in his life. He ended up not just in prison but in solitary confinement. He was known and identified as the meanest man in Texas at one time. It was in solitary confinement, I believe, that a guard, and I believe also a member of the Lord's Church, gave him a Bible. Well, the young man decided he was going to read that Bible and thereby prove it was false. You can figure out the rest of the story, can't you? He became so impressed with its truth he became convicted, his life changed, and he became a dedicated Christian. Now, he was still in prison for many years thereafter, but when he eventually was released, he became a missionary. And I would say countless souls will be in heaven as a result of the work of this man, who strayed away for a period of time, but like that dove flying out there over the open waters of the floods, found his way back to the ark for safety and security and comfort. That man found his way back to God's word and the promises and the teachings and the hope that it offers to everybody in every generation. As one generation begins to drift away from the gospel, the following generation finds its way back. It finds its worth all over again and clings tenaciously to its teachings as though they were the first to discover them. The Bible is the world's oldest book, but it never grows old. It is timeless in its truths, and it never needs updating. The bread of life never gets stale. Jude said it was once for all delivered. Jude chapter 1, verse 3. Interesting. Ronald Reagan once said, I never had any doubt about it, that is the Bible, being of divine origin. Point out to me any similar collection of writings that has lasted for as many thousands of years and is still a bestseller worldwide. Peter wrote, as others had before him, the word of the Lord endures forever. 1 Peter 1 and verse 25. The psalmist wrote, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And certainly the teachings and truths of God's word guides us through life in every generation. No matter how the culture has changed, no matter how the geographical boundaries of the nations have shifted, God's word is still the truth that guides mankind in the best direction, with the greatest hope, and with the greatest promise. We'll study a little bit further next time. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for giving us your word in written form, written down by the penman you chose and inspired, that is guided through your spirit to write exactly your word. Thank you for all that it offers us and promises us if we will live by those rich teachings and truths 
And Father, we pray that you will help open people's eyes and hearts all around the world to see the safety, security, the promise that they can learn of and embrace by coming to you through your word. We pray this, gracious Father. Please forgive us, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.